In the end, everything connects. In a time when so many are talking about the divisions, I want to spend time and energy celebrating and singing about the ways we come together, not just blending, but in an alchemical way, bringing our unique gifts together to make something new. Do you remember learning about the Venn diagram in school where there would be two groups represented by two circles and then they would overlap in what created an almond shape at the center? Well, that shape is referred to as the mandorla. And that is where I will meet you. That is where I was born. That is where I love to play. That is where I live. Time is a funny thing, a slippery thing, a thing we've made up to keep track of where we are. Time is an agreement, a sweeping of hands around a clock's face, an epoch, a countdown, a looking back, a place of patience and hurry up, an experience, a duration, and a way of mark making. How long can one go without being aware of the passing of time? We are surrounded by all kinds of clocks. The best for watching minutes pass includes watches, computer and phone screens, clocks on the wall, and my personal favorite, shadows that dance across pavements, lawns, and forest floors. I always feel a little cut adrift on cloudy days when there I cannot feel time passing in the movement of the sun and shadows. The best of clocks for watching months pass might include calendars and their shifting pictures and pages, the leaves coming on and off the trees, the bulletin boards at schools, coffee shops and churches, creases forming in new shoes, and the seasonal fruit at the markets and in bowls on kitchen counters. Clocks for watching the years might include the pair of pants wearing out at the knee or growing too short or too tight, wrinkles appearing on faces and fingers, paint peeling off of bricks, barns, and rusted cars, and trees reaching as high as they can before falling back to the ground and turning into new places of new life for bugs and plants. This week, I am at a unique moment in my timeline where I am taking my oldest daughter off to college. She has chosen to go to the same college, the University of Kansas, or KU, where I and both of my parents went for our undergraduate degrees. I see a clear mandorla in that previous and future generations are walking on the same hill, the same hallways, and maybe even in the same classrooms. I feel like the mandorla myself in this situation being the generation between, my parents in the past behind me, my daughter in the future ahead of me. The biggest difference here and between us as I see it is only the time. The past. KU opened its doors on the top of Mount Oread on September 12, 1866 in Lawrence, Kansas. It was one of the first public institutions that admitted men and women equally. Their first class had 55 students, 26 female and 29 male. A little more than 100 years before I was born, there were students in hooped skirts and three-piece suits that were excited about a new school, a new adventure. The past is the scent of antique shops, old linens, yellowed paper, and tarnished silver. The past is the hardworking, bright-eyed optimism referenced in the state of Kansas's motto, 
ad astra perispera, to the stars through adversity. Kansas was a young state in the 1860s, and people who wanted to move there to live and thrive had to be willing to go through the hard times to reach the stars. The past is made up of many layers and complex stories and dusty memories. The past is wooden railings or marble staircases smoothed over years. I remember a story I heard once of people who spent hours and hours and strained their backs and hearts taking the stone step in front of their front door and turning it over as it had been worn down by decades of their family's feet crossing its threshold, only to find that some other group decades before them had thought of the same idea and the underside of the stone was also worn down from ancestors' footfalls. There are wooden railings and staircases in the buildings at KU that my parents grasped, and that I did too, worn smooth by grasping to make it to the top of the stairs. The past is always heading towards what's next, even when it's becoming the past. And it is on the past that the future climbs, just like those wooden railings. The past, one's roots. The future. KU is now alive and thriving. It has more than 345 degree programs and over 26,000 students. It is working towards growth and purposeful evolution. But here is the unknown. It's usually one of my favorite places to be, the unknown, the place where all is possible and all is potential. It's hard to even speak clearly about the future because obviously it hasn't happened yet. The future is a place for dreaming and for hoping and for becoming. Now, my daughter has never left home for college before this week. She's my parents' oldest grandchild and my oldest child. She has certainly heard stories about how it was for them and for me. And because of those stories, she has been dreaming of how it might be for her to attend KU. She is, as of right now, creating the way her story will go the stories she'll pass on to the future generations. The future is shifting with each step she takes into those hallways and classrooms. The hope I have for the future comes from a place where we just keep working towards something that looks and feels better for everyone. A place where everyone and everything might get to become exactly what it is meant to be. And with over 26,000 students presently at KU, I'm feeling like that's certainly a good start. The future is one's wings. The present. My best friend from college and I met 28 years ago this week on the KU campus. That day, we were both swept up in the moments that occur when you realize that you are no longer a child and yet still not quite an adult. Yet we knew in the moment of meeting that we would always be friends. And this past weekend, she helped me move my daughter into the dorm that sits next to the one she lived in back then. Time really is a funny thing. On the one hand, it doesn't feel like it's been any amount of time since we met that August evening. But if I look at clocks and calendars and the laugh lines around our eyes, I have to admit that time has passed. The beautiful thing is that we have had the great gift of being in the presence of each other throughout so many of those minutes, months, and years. I hear people talking about how the present moment is appropriately named, as it is, after all, the gift. 
In the world of mindfulness and meditation, you will not listen long before you hear a phrase something like, let your thoughts pass through your consciousness by returning your attention to the present moment. It is said that being in the present is ideal for both mental and physical health as it reduces stress and it helps us to navigate through whatever arrives from the future into the present. It is in the present that we can make choices about the stories we will tell, the people we will love, and the directions we want our learning to take. And the present, as I see it, is a delicious mandorla, a place where the past and the future overlap, the only place in which we actually ever live. Let's make the most of it then, and remember the words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap that which has been planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. The only time we ever have is now, smack dab in the center of the mandorla. The past is our roots, the future our wings, the present where the body and soul and spirit fly. <laughs>